Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jersey Educator Podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. And you are listening to the podcast created by NJEA members for NJE members. Welcome to episode number 33. Jim, we have a great show today. Tell us a little bit about what we're going to be talking about. Jeff, awesome show coming up. Uh, we've had several uh, education support professionals on the program over the past year and a half, but our first school bus driver. So if you're like me and have always wondered how in the world school bus drivers uh, are uh, responsible and maintain control of the students seated behind them and uh, drive the bus, navigating everything on the road, how they do all that and make it seem so effortless, uh, check out our interview with Chrissy Kozar of the Washington Township School District. That interview, of course, is coming up very shortly. Again, what it takes to be a bus driver, keep all your students safe, get from point A to B, and make sure those wheels go round and round. Jim, tell us a little bit about some of the events coming up here for the NJEA. Yes, Jeff, we are uh, just about at the end of the 2016-17 school year. We've had over the last year and a few months almost uh, 25 events uh, with our early career member network. Our listeners can learn more about them at njea.org slash early career members and check out two upcoming events uh, to close out the year. The first is uh, in the southern region of the state. It's uh, they're doing a happy hour event at a uh, local establishment in the uh, Jeff. I think it's somewhere in the Cherry Hill area. I don't quite know off the top of my head, but our, our listeners can find it uh, in our show notes. It's called uh, Exploring Your Advocacy Happy Hour with Team South. That's on June 2nd. And then there's one more event coming up uh, in the summer, July 23rd, with our Central Connection Group, a family day at Monmouth Park uh, Raceway. So that event will be open to uh, families. So our members, uh, our early career members can bring with them uh, their kids, their spouses, their significant others. Come on out for a great time on July 23rd. Learn more about these events and sign up at njea.org slash early career members. And of course, Jim, while you're over there on the new njea.org, you can check out our logo on the front page and you can download and subscribe to all of these shows. But Jim, that's not it. Where can people go to find out more information about the Jersey Educator Podcast? Right, Jeff. Uh, find us on iTunes. Uh, find us on Google Play or Stitcher Radio. Uh, just do a search for Jersey Educator. We come right up all 33 of our episodes now, and uh, you can find us on the web at njea.org slash podcast. Jim, tell us a little bit about our guest today. Jeff, on the show with us today, uh, we are welcoming Christine Kozar. She is a school bus driver in the Washington Township School District, Gloucester County, and she is also the president of her local association. Christine, welcome to the show. Why, thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. And, and Christine, is it okay if I call you Chrissy? Yes, please do. Because off the podcast, I know you uh, very well as uh, Chrissy Kozar. Uh, well, welcome onto the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great. So you are our first uh, school bus driver to be on the program. We have had maybe at least a half dozen or more education support professionals on the show, but our first school bus driver and Chrissy, I have so many questions for you. <laughs> Let's hope I have so many answers. 
But uh, but first, why don't we start out with you just telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay, I've been uh, driving in uh, Washington Township for almost 12 years now. Um, started um, not long after I moved into the township when I saw a big yellow school bus and thought, I think I'd like to drive one of those. So um, after my after a little bit of training, shall we say, um, I finally got my license and off we went. And off you drove and and uh, <laughs> off you drove into the sunset. And, and how long have have you been driving now? Um, been driving almost 12 years now. So well, every every year, every day is a new experience. Wow. So uh, that, that's really great. So you, you spoke of training and that's interesting. I hadn't thought of that until you brought it up. So uh, if if someone um, you know wants to be a school bus driver, what exactly is involved in that? Um, right now, it's quite extensive training. It's taking uh, probably about um, six to eight months to get a, our drivers trained and licensed with the state. Um, they obviously have to have training in the actual driving, the ability to be able to drive the school bus. They also have to uh, be knowledgeable on um, certain parts of the school bus. So if there's an issue, they can obviously let someone know that there is a problem with a certain part. Um, they have to undergo a rigorous physical. Um, we all have to um, have um, physicals on a regular basis. Um, we are also drug tested on a regular basis. Obviously, parents do not want people driving the school bus if they're not fit. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of things involved in driving a school bus. It's not just transporting students. Um, you don't just sit behind a wheel and, and off you go. You have to teach them how to travel safely you know, how to buckle um, their seat belts and how to appreciate everyone's space. Um, you have to be able to teach them how to ev evacuate the school bus if there's an emergency um, and how to have good communication skills with each other. Um, we have to have good communication skills to be able to deal with our administration, uh, our parents, other drivers, and obviously our students. Really, uh, really thorough uh, piece there from you, Chrissy. And uh, I just have so many questions because to me, I look at the work of our school bus drivers uh, all across the state. And uh, it's it just uh, so operating, like you said, the, there's a piece of it operating the vehicle, but mm -hmm. also keeping an eye on everyone who is behind you. Uh, that's, that's very true, yes. <laughs> how, are... how, yeah, how, how do you manage all that? Um, well, part of that is to make sure that your students know how to behave when they're on the bus. So you don't have to spend more time making sure um, that they're behaving. As long as you have them taught well and they know how to um, respect each other and how to travel safely, um, then that obviously makes my job a lot easier. Um, you also have to remember that even though I can see them, they can see me. So I have to make sure that if there is an issue, I don't react badly because they can see see my reactions. So we have to deal with our stresses and strains um, in a very um, quiet way. <laughs> so it sounds like a road rage or things, uh, some choice words to the driver in front of you is definitely a no-no. Yes. Uh, so it's screaming at the squirrel that just ran out in front of you and hoping you didn't run over it. So yeah, you have to kind of have a 
cool, calm, collect attitude at all times, outwardly. Uh, it really takes a special person to to bring it all together. And and while you were speaking there, I thought of I reflected on my time as a teacher. You know, I called that thing my classroom management plan and my seating chart. It seems like, you know, you our our, our school bus drivers out there have those things too. You know. Yes, we're we're required to um, obviously supply our main office with a list of the students on the bus and where they sit. Um, obviously, if there is an uh, an issue on the bus, uh, whether it be um, a personality issue, whether it be an accident, you have to know where your students are. Um, if there is uh, an issue on the bus, say a personality clash, you, you you obviously can move students around, but it's very important to make sure that that kind of paperwork's up to date. Um, because if someone has to drive your bus, if you're not there, then they need to know okay. as well the details of where you're going and, yep. and exactly, you know, the nuances of, of the students on the, on the bus. So that's always important. Uh, so you know, if uh, if something happens in the classroom, the 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 teacher can address it. But uh, sometimes they're on the spot. Sometimes pulling a student in the hallway. Sometimes after class. But on the bus, you know, would it be appropriate to to stop the bus and pull over, or do you just wait until the end of the route? You know. Um, it really depends on the situation. If right. um, if something is is obviously not a huge issue on the bus, it's just a, a a difference of opinion, or somebody's dropped something on the floor, then you'd you'd obviously make sure that you got to your destination okay. If if there's something going on that you really can't deal with and drive safely, then you would pull the bus over uh, and stop the bus and go and see if you can resolve the issue or find out what was going on, and then proceed you know, safely to your destination, because at the end of the day, you can't have the students making too much noise that, that it will distract you. Um, mm. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things. It's really down to whether you feel safe enough to handle that situation until you get to your destination or if it needs addressing uh, immediately. Wow. So, so in rare situations, a school bus driver could pull over and kind of take a time out with the students on the bus. Yes, sometimes you have to, sometimes, uh, especially going home. Um, mm. Those are usually more issues going home. They've had a day and they've been, you know, they've been sitting in a classroom. Right. Sometimes, especially if they're doing testing or something wow. like that, then obviously they're, they're very excited to get out of the classroom and get home. And, you know, tempers fray and, and the things happen and uh, children fall out. That's what they do. <laughs> so um, they, they can all cause issues on the bus, but you just have to make sure they're safe. So if it's, if it's better to pull over and deal with the situation, that's what you do. Right. Uh, wow. So, so with all that being said, you know, uh, we, uh, our listeners out there who are not school bus drivers, they may be, you know, NJA members in their classrooms or, you know, paraprofessionals, custodians, secretaries, or parents. Chrissy, is there anything that we all can do in the school community to support the work of our bus drivers? Um, well, we do ask that parents don't give the students something very silly to bring on the bus. Mm. Uh, you know, if they have to transport something that's large or um, difficult to handle, that it's kept away <laughs> or out of sight in a bag, um, we try and liaise with our parents as much as we can. If there's something that we don't feel the, ch the child should bring on the bus, we usually speak to the parent and say, you know, it, give them a reason why they shouldn't bring it on the bus 
um could be a safety issue it could be the could be the, you know you can't really bring your double base on the bus it can get a little mm. you know we can't have anything obstructing the aisles so the students right. can't get off the bus so you just take each situation really as it as it comes Right. I'm, I'm picturing like uh, maybe at the end of the day, an art project or a science project, getting that home. Uh, it would be helpful if, if the classroom teacher found a way for the parent to pick it up, you know? Yes. I mean, sometimes you can have some really wonderful projects make their way to school, but then they have to make their way home again, too. And usually by the end of the day, that's probably not in the same condition as it was when it got there. So, mm. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it can be challenging. Wow. Uh, it, it's amazing to me taking all the responsibility of the children seated behind you and all the responsibilities of the road ahead and all around you and other drivers, putting it all together and, you know, school bus drivers are where it's at because without you and your colleagues, uh, there would be no students in the schools to teach. So uh, <laughs> you could be seen as the MVPs of the whole system, <laughs> you know? Well, well I've, always, I've always tried to explain it as it's teamwork. doesn't mm -hmm. matter whether you are a certified member of staff if you are a school bus driver a custodian um we can't work without everybody working together we're the glue that keeps the districts together we're the behind the scenes people that get the students where they need to be or the esps that make sure that the facilities are working correctly but it's no good me transporting a child to school if a teacher isn't there to teach them mm. so you know it doesn't matter what your job is um, you're all this part of this little jigsaw puzzle that fits together and makes a good picture. Well said. And you mentioned ESP there, our acronym for Education Support Professionals. And and Chrissy, you are the local association president of, uh, let me make sure I get this right, the Washington Township Schools Supportive Services Personnel Association, uh, your local education association. And uh, I know that uh, your local is the largest um, exclusive education support professional education association in the state. You have almost 700 uh, members, I believe. Uh, we, we are, our numbers are getting up there, yes. Wow. And that, that, that has, that's happened for a couple of reasons. Um, it's, it's a large local because these days it's very popular for our school boards um, if we lose a full-time employee to hire two part-time employees. Interesting. So wow. This is why we have such large numbers um, of, of, of support professionals in our district. Interesting. Uh, wow. So we, let's maybe put that on hold a minute and talk a little more about that. But I, I would, I'd be interested to hear, Chrissy, your story of how you got involved in your local association, your union, and stepped up and became the president. Well, that's quite a funny story, actually. Well, I think it's quite <laughs> amusing. I was, um, when I first started the job, I, I loved it. I, I did love it. It's one of my favorite jobs. And um, I thought it's it's something where I don't have to be involved. I can just go to work as long as I drive safely. Um, and then one day I had a, a, I had a lady come up to me and she said, we're having an issue um, at work. Um, could you spare half an hour to hold a sign? And I was like, sure, I can come and hold a sign. So that got me more involved with general association things. And it kind of snowballed from there. <laughs> 
And 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 lo and behold, now you're the president. And how long have have you been the president now? Um, about three and a half years. Okay, that's a, a, a healthy chunk of time there. And uh, Chrissy, I know you're involved in uh, some things outside of your local association. Um, you've gotten involved in a a little group that um, I'm a part of on Facebook called PI, which stands for uh, Participate in Education. Would you like to talk uh, a little bit about that? Yeah, that's that's one of one of the good things that came out of, of all the PD that I learned. Um, uh, we had um, a lot of issues in the township with parents being unhappy about the park testing. Mm. several years ago and um it basically was a um, a group of parents and um education advocates who got together to address that but it turned out there were other issues that they were concerned about within the school districts as well and a lot of it is just the fact that they don't understand or they don't know how things work so um there was um a friend a good friend of mine um started the group and we got together and we we meet fairly regularly with uh, community members especially parents um and discuss um things that 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 are going on in the district they don't have to be uh, negative it can be uh, good good things that are going on and we can promote things that the children are doing um but it tends to be a great forum for just uh, for sitting around with a you know with a coffee and a chat uh, it's an informal meeting uh, where we can just get together and discuss what goes on in the in the schools with the students and address any concerns that they have. Sounds like a really great partnership with um, our members, you know, NJA members who work in the Washington Township schools, and then parents there too are coming together to team up around these issues that they care about. Yes, and it's 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 been a great um, relationship building. Uh, or team building effort um, our community and our parents have got to to know uh, and meet our ESPs and teaching staff and form a, a, a very good relationship there so um, it's 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 nice to have a team within a community um, it's great to be able to go to our parents and say look you know we're having issues in the schools would you like to step up and help so um, you know, it, it, it's been a very, a, a very fruitful relationship, I, I think, and it's been a great asset to the community. And it, it's been really fun uh, to watch on Facebook and our listeners can find Pi just by searching for PIE, Participate in Education on uh, Facebook and uh, find the group. And, and, and Chrissy, anyone listening out there would you, who maybe would want to start this uh, to build this team with uh, their, their parents and school community members. Do you have a, any advice? Um, just make that first connection. Um, we do actually have pie in other townships. We are building this connection and spreading um, and, and talking to people. I mean, uh, come, come to one of our meetings or just get in touch on Facebook, see what we do, uh, how we do it, and get together with a, you know and have a coffee with a couple of friends. That's really how it started with us, and it just kind of grew from there. Um, social media has been phenomenal in making those connections. Um, we are very active in, in quite a lot of different townships. We have people that, you know, say, look, we have this issue. How did you deal with it in Washington Township? Or how did, you know, Mount Laurel take care of this? Or Pensor can take care of that. So it's been, um, I think it's it's been a good education for all of us.
So it, it sounds like it's grown uh, wider than uh, Washington Township and it's starting to take off in some other places. Yes, um, I, I hope it keeps going. And if the, you know, it doesn't have to be called pie, it can be called come and have a coffee in a chat. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, you know, if it works, it works. Um, we are hoping that this will build the connections between educators and non-educators. So people kind of understand what goes on in the schools and why um, their voice um, matters, you know, and that they have a voice. A lot of people don't feel comfortable going to a board meeting. They feel a little mm -hmm. intimidated sometimes at being asked to stand at a podium. Um, so this kind of takes that away for them. They come and have a chat and they sometimes they learn, you know, they learn more than they, they actually came for, which is a good thing. <laughs> Oh yeah, their their eyes become opened, and uh, you know when when everybody gets together, our members and uh, parents, it it ultimately always benefits the students, and that's what it's all about. And you know, speaking of that, we we can go back to that point you mentioned earlier about taking those full time positions and breaking them into two part time positions. I would assume that is to so the. Uh, district can avoid paying the the benefits and uh, things to the employee uh, would be my guess on that. And that, Chrissy, leads me to think about privatization. Yeah. Um, and, and you have become very active in South Jersey also uh, fighting privatization. Yes. Unfortunately, um, the fight gets seems to get harder every year. Um, uh Privatization, I don't know if, for, for those who don't know, is when a district hands um, a, a function or functions into, a, in, into a private company. Uh, it could be a substitute service for maintenance or custodial or, or bus drivers, one-on-one uh, -on -one services in the classroom, um, anything like that. It, uh, it, the district sends uh, requests a bid from private companies who then will come in and take over those services. Um, they... Uh, they um it's li it's literally taking what was public and making it private um the i think the premise behind it is supposed to be that they can offer a similar service for less money um it usually doesn't turn out to be a reality um we lose um people who live and work in the community um people come in from outside we lose the connections in our classrooms with our students. And at the end of the day, they're the ones that seem to, to suffer, um, especially with our classroom assistants. And these ladies and gentlemen form a bond with a student who has special needs to start with. Um, they are there to help this child be successful in their education. When you take that away and a child doesn't have consistency, um, they don't learn. Uh, as well and their education isn't as rounded as it could have been if we have the the people that have been with them for several years in the classroom so it's it's uh, it's been a hard battle this year yeah that uh, sustainability and um, continuity means so much and once you know these employees become privatized we have strangers um in the buildings and it, it starts to break down and there's there's all kinds of stories out there from school districts who privatized and then years later um say you know what this didn't work out we're sorry we did it we are going to bring them in as full employees like they were in the past um in south jersey one i'm thinking of are the cherry hill 
school district custodians um, yes. after, after a yep. period of, I think, almost 10 years, uh, the school district realized this just didn't work out the way we thought. And we are going to start over with uh, right. our own employees the way it should be. So um, I, 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 Chrissy, saw you speak at a Board of Education meeting recently. I think it was in Pensgrove, Carney's Point. And you got up at the microphone and had a speech. What was that like? Um, that was that can be pretty daunting. <laughs> um, uh, twice I've spoken at Pensgrove. The first time they actually um, switched the microphone off. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> but oh, interesting. <laughs> but we did. We still wanted to get our point across um, politely as as possible. Um, it's just trying to reach out to the boards of education and explain to them it's not, it's just not losing uh, an employee. You're losing control of your most essential services. Mm. Um, you are giving them into a hand into the hands of a company who, as you say, put strangers into the schools. Mm. Um, and you also, um, there's a double-edged sword with this. Um, those experienced staff members are taxpayers. They're citizens and they they volunteer their services usually in their communities. Mm. Um, they live in the community. They spend their money in the community. So you're also hurting the local mom and pop businesses um, because they no longer spend their money in the town. So it's it's just not a saving for the district. Um, it's it's causing issues on on, on a larger front. Yes, it certainly is. And it is, you know, it's an unfortunate thing to talk about that uh, comes up every every once in a while. And it seems to be coming up more and more, at least in uh, in Gloucester and Salem County. So I'm just, Chrissy, I'm just so, um, you know, uh, having you there uh, to speak at these board meetings certainly makes me feel uh, a lot better. So thank you for all you do. Uh, on on the front lines in this fight and coming on the show to talk about it and inform our listeners about, you know, why it is a bad idea. So uh, really great there. And uh, Chrissy, we've been talking here uh, maybe almost a half hour. Uh, really flew oh, wow. by. <laughs> it really flew by. Was was there anything you wanted to mention um, that, that we just forgot to talk about? Well, I, I there is. I mean, I would like to reach out to everyone listening and ask them to attend a board meeting. Make sure you go to your board meetings, make sure that you are informed. Listen for those buzz, buzzwords. Um, they love, you know, the word privatization and outsourcing doesn't sound the same as sacking because mm. that's actually what they're doing. They're sacking mm. their staff. So um, be involved, become involved, be a listener. You don't have to stand there with a sign. Um, be someone who reads the board minutes, be someone who is vigilant uh, and make those connections. The connections that you make with your community members are the ones that keep these jobs in the townships. Um, because, uh, you know, boards of education are very good at putting these um, outsourcing issues through without any opposition. Hmm. So if you are aware that something is going to happen and you have made that connection with your community, you can reach out and say, look, you know, they're going to, they're going to sack us. We're not going to be looking after your child anymore. And if a parent stands up and makes a noise, that's a very loud noise. Mm. So 
Make those connections. Make those connections. And Chrissy, speaking of connections, would you like to share your email in case our listeners want to reach out with questions? Sure. It's a very, it's a very simple email. It's Chrissy Kosar, C-H-R-I-S-S-Y-K-O-S-A-R at yahoo.com. All right, Chrissy. Well, on behalf of Jeff and everyone here at the Jersey Educator, uh, thank thank you so much for coming on the show today, talking about what it's like to be a school bus driver, uh, your local education association, and of course, uh, fighting against privatization. So thank you for all you do. Yeah, thank you for giving me the chance to speak to everyone. It's been a pleasure. Jim, I got to tell you, I I haven't spent a lot of time speaking with uh, bus drivers in my school district, but I certainly learned a lot from this interview. Um, It it is just amazing what actually goes into being a transportation specialist. Yeah, really uh, in-depth look inside the work of a bus driver. So vital to the the inner workings of the school district. And like Chrissy said, the glue that uh, helps hold the team together. And uh, you know what? I bet that if you were a transportation specialist, you would have an awful lot of time to go and listen to some great podcasts. Jim, tell everybody out there where they can go to subscribe to this podcast when they're driving around their neck of the woods. Yes, Jeff. uh, We are the Jersey Educator Podcast. You can find us on iTunes. Uh, You can find us on Google Play and Stitcher, as well as podcast. uh, Excuse me. uh, That's njea.org slash podcast jeff absolutely and uh for those of you who are out there listening don't forget on june the second we have exploring your advocacy's happy hour uh with team south and also on july 23rd we have the monmouth park family day with the central connection group check out those two great events and of course you can always find all the other stuff happening over at njea.org on behalf of everybody here in the jersey educator podcast my name is jeff bradbury And my name is Jim Boyce. Reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions in New Jersey.